Hello everyone and welcome to the Poldark Podcast. We're a podcast dedicated to the discussion and analysis of the show Poldark. Um, for anybody who missed last week's episode, my name is Rita, I live in the UK and I blog at Princess of Poldark. My name is Michelle, uh, I am in the United States and I blog under Poldark Muses at Poldark-M-M-M-U-S-E-S. And uh, I'm Delinda, and you can find me, I'm French, I live in France, and you can find me on Tumblr at Britishly So, which is a different Tumblr name from the one I said last week, so it's a brand new name, so Britishly So, and on Twitter at Delinda Dia, D-A-L-A-N-D-I-I-A. And all of those links are up on the Tumblr, yay, so you know where to find us. Excellent. Yay. So, episode three little reminder of everything that happened. Ross neglected Demelza following his escape from prison because he started working loads more at the mine. He had that deadline for the £400 loan repayment. There was a new Will Leisure shareholder, Mr. Coke, who is just a front for George Will Luggan, obviously. Elizabeth and Francis' marriage miraculously recovered overnight. Literally overnight. Captain McNeil shows up looking amazing and Scottish and he starts paying particular attention to Demelza, which angers Ross mm-hmm. and incites a huge <laughs> row. Uh, Demelza <laughs> is still pregnant and she keeps trying to find a way to talk to Ross because, you know, he doesn't know yet. And Ross keeps kind of talking over her. He interrupts her <laughs> while she's trying to tell him to tell her about the £400 debt that he incurred, which he hasn't told her in the space of a year. Way to go, Ross. And then Ross and Demelza sell literally everything they own, including... <laughs> God, that was so sad! Literally everything, including a cow named Emma. Yes. You. <laughs> um, Elizabeth invites Ross and Demelza to the Harvest Festival, and Ross agrees literally only to spite George. Then Judd is dramatically attacked in the middle of a forest, presumed dead for some reason. Then the day of the Harvest mm-hmm. Festival arrives, Ross and Demelza attend, Francis puts some weird straw thing on his head and says some things that nobody understands, and the Penvenons <laughs> also host their own party, but it's way fancier, way fancier, to celebrate Unwin buys a coat. Yay, Unwin! <laughs> Francis tells Ross how much he despises George and looks super proud of himself. Uh, Pretty goes full-blown widow, buys a new hat. In the middle of some kind of weird party she's throwing in honour of her new widowhood, Judd's body goes missing. Dwight calls in on Caroline, who has a sore throat, and she thinks she's like dying of the putrid throat, but really she has some like a fishbone stuck in her throat. <laughs> <laughs> um, and instead of really fixing that, he spends a lot of time gazing into her eyes and like touching her throat. Then... He takes his time. Yeah. He's very tense. He's being very careful. You gotta flirt how you can. <laughs> Francis tells Ross he's going into mining. Judd is alive. <laughs> he just like bangs in, freaking everybody out. Pretty seems really sad about it though. <laughs> She's like, oh, <laughs> I bought yes. this new hat. <laughs> Uh, Russ and Elizabeth have that horrible, horrible scene where Russ has <sighs> hardcore and Elizabeth is like, Whoa, dude, you're married. And of course, of course, Demelza overhears it. Then uh, when Russ goes into <clears throat> their room, he finds her awake and being super passive aggressive. They have this huge emotional <laughs> confrontation where she talks about how things have changed between them and I totally didn't burst into tears. And Ross becomes kind of defensive. And then finally, like, it clicks in his brain. <laughs> she, she might be discussing the whole pregnancy thing a lot because she's pregnant. And he's like, <laughs> oh shit, <laughs> you're pregnant. <laughs> yeah. And instead of being kind of reassuring, he's sort of like, oh, well, we're having a baby anyway, so we've got to deal with it. And then yep. they to, like, wow. <laughs> and that was the episode. That was a lot of episode. Yeah. yeah. You both yeah. sound and... super enthusiastic about that. 
Well, oh, yeah, because, uh, like you said, Rita, last week, um, the first two episodes were like the conclusion of series one, and this episode was like the first introduction into uh, series two. So I thought um, the atmosphere was really different, and uh, even the characters, like, uh, well, Ross, the idiot, for instance, like the way he we acted. Just refer to him was... as the idiot from now on. Yeah, he's the idiot. Yes, let's no shirts. name. Let's make shirts. <laughs> and. And yeah, there was something off about him, about the atmosphere, and uh, yeah, it bothered me a little, which is why I did not enjoy this episode as much as I enjoyed the first two ones. So yeah, what do you guys think? I didn't enjoy myself, but I was completely gripped. I thought it was very entertaining, even mm -hmm. though I was like, this is horrible and I'm in pain. How about you, Michelle? Oh, wow. I have lots of strong opinions about this episode. Um, but, uh, I, you know, I've managed to go from um, kind of enraged after the first view to uh, being able to intellectualize a lot of what uh, we saw last or on, a, on Sunday. And um, it was it was a tough, uh, tough show to watch. Yeah. Uh, because the 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 mood is absolutely angst angst filled, and um, it's I, I have to say that one of the things that is uh, a problem for those of us that have read the books, um, and I apologize, there's someone deciding to do some weed whacking uh, next to this window, um, <laughs> but. Um, uh, the the thing that that is troublesome for those of us that have read the books, well, there are several things, but the the first thing is um, the timelines that are on the show are driving me crazy um, because there are events that happen that I, I don't know who's doing the proofreading on the the scripts or kind of doing the the timeline stuff on the scripts but um an example of this is you know the loan that ross took out um he got that loan um the same day that he rides back and finds demelza walking back from trenwith after having spent the night uh tending them uh, from the the putrid throat, uh, so that kind of sets that time so that we know um, it happens just before Julia, you know, before Demelza and Julia get sick and Julia dies. So it's been like then, two weeks. <laughs> yeah. So then, uh, you know, we started this this show where we ended uh, last season on the cliffs after Demelza has um, come out of her, you know, near coma, um, and they're standing on the cliffs and saying goodbye to Julia, and Ross gets taken away. We have no idea how long he was in jail, um, whether he was there for weeks, months, who knows. Um, it feels like it's just a couple of days when he returns back to Nampara, um, and then the trial is five days. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Um, and then the trial is five days away. Um, and then we have the trial. Um, and then he says, after, you know, getting free this week, um, that the loan interest is due. But wait a second. It was a year-long loan, which you only got, like, two, three weeks ago. Yeah. So the the timelines are making me nuts, um, and we have no way of referencing where we are within the the timeline of the the story, and and so it's it is a distraction uh, for those of us that have read the books that um, I know has been making me nuts. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but you're pointing it out, and it drives me crazy too because it seems like a pretty obvious one. Like really obvious. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. I suppose if and we have no if you're reference. A casual what viewer, you might not catch that. But if you read the books, it doesn't make any sense. And, and they yeah. they kept mentioning, you know, I mean, Ross even says, "Last year I got a loan, you know, for I mean, a thousand pounds at forty percent interest." Between the trial and 
this episode, but obviously not yeah. that long because Demel's is pregnant and she's only a few months along. Exactly, and she's not showing anything else. So yeah, you, anybody had a problem with? We need a list. Well, should we just talk about the elephant in the room? <laughs> Yeah, let's just uh, yeah, let's, <laughs> let's, let's get into it. I think cool Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk about the Elizabeth in the room then. Um, uh, yeah, we've been we've been kind of trying to tap dance around this, but I know that uh, this episode um, has caused a lot of discussion within the fandom, um, at least on Tumblr. I'm not very active on. Uh, in the groups on Facebook, but I would imagine that they're talking about it just as much. Um, and, you know, for some people, uh, you know, they're, they are so happy to see Elizabeth, you know, doing whatever she can to try and bring the families together. And, you know, isn't she great? Isn't she, you know, lovely? You know, that type of thing. Meanwhile, there are the folks that are, you know, saying, uh, no, 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 she's, you know, evil she's incarnate. And, <laughs> and she, she's the devil. And, uh, you know, no, she isn't. Yes, she is. And the answer it, is more in between. I think that that's exactly. a nuanced character. You know, she, she's, not, she's not a wholly good person. And I think what I've seen from people is they're just being frustrated because they're seeing a very two-dimensional portrayal of her as some kind of perfect angel, or and they're seeing other people react like she's the devil. <laughs> right. It's, there's this odd friction with her character, and I think right. it's been there since season one. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's because um, the way that Debbie has uh, written the character uh, for today's audience um, <laughs> is um, is I'm sorry I just had to say for today's audience because uh, that was in the Pull Dark Revealed show that uh, aired on PBS uh, on Sunday uh, at least here locally um, and I know it's been on elsewhere uh, but uh, they, they made a, come on BBC uh, hey you know <laughs> we get everything I, else. I, that we we need to be pals, but um, um, in writing Elizabeth's character um, to be, you know, quite frank, uh, more likable than she was depicted in the books, you know, and you know, my, in my opinion, I think it, she was written that way uh, for the show in order for her, in order to make it make sense for Ross to continue to have feelings for her. Because the way she's written in the books, she is not a very likable person at all. And there are uh, deleted sections uh, from um, the books about Elizabeth that uh, were deleted after the first print um, that <laughs> show that her that show her in a in much uh, 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 much um, more selfish and um, manipulative. Uh, yeah, manipulative uh, manner. And uh, so, uh, those of us that have read the books have you know like one image of Elizabeth in our heads, and then we see this one where. Uh, you know, she is apparently BFFs with Demelza, which never happened in the books. They, uh, in my estimation, they they pretty much tolerated one another. Um, yeah. And um, so that's that's really where some of the the friction I think exists. Um, and it's not that we, because I am definitely Team Demelza all the way. Uh, absolutely yeah exactly i absolutely adore her i think she's a a a marvelous character uh that's not to say that she um is not without her her flaws everybody in this in this story is flawed and that's really the the point there are no good guys and bad guys with the exception of george there are so many shades of gray when it comes to these characters. Yeah. Um, I'm frustrated by the fact that they weren't able to include more of the original 
uh, characterization of Elizabeth to, to show just how manipulative she can be. Um, now, there are some that have argued we're starting to see that in the show. And, you know, after watching it three times, mm. um, you I, know, I'm, I'm able to, to pick it out now. I um, definitely saw that. But it's very, very subtle. It's very, Why very now? subtle. Why yeah. now, do you think? Did she have, like, an epiphany after the trial? The fact that Ross was almost hanged, maybe she realized something? Wait, wh- why does she change in the books? I don't think that her her attitude has changed in the she... TV show at all. I think she's she's grown closer to Francis, and it's actually Ross who is the one pursuing her in the TV show because his own marriage mm-hmm. is so strained, and he's so stressed with... Right. dealing with the mine and like losing everything he's becoming agitated with Demelza and there is a distance between right. them so he's he's looking at Elizabeth with some kind of rose tinted glasses in a sense because when I was watching that scene where he was watching her dance it reminded me instantly of that scene from 103 where he was watching Demelza dance it's like almost exactly the same yeah I was saying that she is just ungrateful. And Demelza saved your family. She saved the lost um and why they try to sell this Demelza friendship when you know that Demelza is having none of her BS and uh, I'm not getting any warmth. Um, she knows. And I don't know if you guys remember the harvest scene when um Elizabeth she told Demelza it means so much uh, to Francis. Mm-hmm. And Demelza she she just smiled and she yeah, I know what that means. Yeah, you're gonna fool me, girl. Yeah, she's like, yeah, yeah, whatevs. I mean, what you know, she, she, yeah, I mean, she, she's smiling politely, but she knows that you know that Elizabeth is the one that's thrilled to have Ross there. Yeah. So well, I don't know. I think Francis is thrilled in like a really oh, absolutely. Way. Francis was my ray of sunshine throughout the entire episode, and I never thought I would say that. <laughs> How the tables have turned. Seeing Francis in uh, this light um, is really wonderful. Um, I think that they may have gone a little too far the other way during season one to to turn him into this kind of feckless uh, sop uh, that, you know, people were thinking, oh, poor Elizabeth, she's married to this guy that that is uh, really just not good is the worst and you know it's it's it is you know all because francis has ross to live up to and i we got a glimpse of that when you know francis was having the conversation with elizabeth before he went to bodman for the trial um to say to that attitude always really confused me because how much of that was really francis's fault and how much of it was Elizabeth constantly rejecting? How him? how much of what was her fault? The, the friction the between the yeah, two of them. The, that, the failure of that <sighs> marriage. I I think um, part of that happened, um, you know, after the christening, and of course, um, at the it it all really started at the ball at the uh, the assembly hall um, in episode two of the first season where uh, Ross and Elizabeth are dancing um, and, you know, George is standing next to Francis whispering uh, in his ear about um, the attentions that Ross is paying uh, Elizabeth. And that's when you see Francis kind of start to to look at the two of them and begin to have his own doubts about, you know, his relationship with Elizabeth. And that's, that's where things really got started. Um, so his father was also things, doing a fair bit of that. Yeah, his yeah his father was a complete prick. Um, <laughs> when Elizabeth uh, has the baby, they they're at the christening, um, and uh, Francis is watching them. Uh, in the in the books, there's kind of thoughts going on in his head, wondering if if uh, Ross and Elizabeth are are wondering. You know what? It, what? What would it have been like if this was our child? 
or Elizabeth was thinking that in her head. Somebody was thinking that in their heads. Um, and uh, on the show, Francis, of course, tries to make a move on Elizabeth that night. She is all fussy and he is not very kind about it. Yeah, he's not very kind about it. And tosses, you know, well, you know, if it was Ross, would would this be happening? And yeah, that was kind of a low blow at that moment. But I think that was when everything got started. Now, whether or not the, the two of them, whether or not she... Is, is that jealousy in him unfounded? Because mm-hmm. I don't feel yes. that, that it is unfounded. I think he, he... Elizabeth's not very good at hiding her, her feelings. No, not and at all. So that would crush anybody. Yeah, to see your, you know, to see your wife who, you know, you thought was wanting you know was happy to be your wife laughing and smiling up into the eyes of the of of her first love that would be that would be really really hard to for anybody to see oh poor francis and i never understood people who um said they felt sorry for elizabeth like no why (laughs) francis gave her the chance to actually like um withdraw and like uh go and go back uh, with ross if she wanted to Mm -hmm. but no she she made the choice to stay with him so from that point there was no reason to feel sorry for her it is Mm -hmm. a decision exactly exactly yep which which brings me brings us back to this tete-a-tete between ross and elizabeth um during the the harvest uh festival cleanup um uh what they've done is they've taken two events uh, that happened within the uh, book Warlegan, and they've combined them together. Uh, the yeah. first is a dinner at uh, Hugh Bedruggan's house, where Ross and Elizabeth are seated next to one another. Um, Demelza is seated next to Captain McNeil, and Ross is, of course, not pleased with that. But um, as he and Elizabeth are talking, Elizabeth basically says that she made a mistake in picking Francis. Um, and when Ross asks her, uh, you know, when, like, when did you realize this? Uh, she says quite soon. That's when the gears start moving um, within Ross to think about Elizabeth um, in a romantic sense once again. Um, you know, and it's because Elizabeth says, yeah, I made the wrong choice. Blink, blink. Um, then there she is a. Him, but he does. It's his own fault. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. She hooked that. She. Ugh. He. She was like reeling him in like a, a salmon. Um, but uh, there is subsequently um, a dinner at or, or Christmas at Trendwith Part Two. Uh, where uh, Ross and Demelza are invited back to uh, Trenwith for Christmas, um, and uh, Ross uh, encounters Elizabeth in the kitchen cleaning up from the party, and for some reason he touches her shoulder, and that yeah. is like like the next part of you know him being uh, interested in pursuing something uh, between the two of them. And so they've combined those two events into that encounter with Ross and Elizabeth. And um, it just, it it made me hurt (laughs) badly uh, (laughs) to see that. And um, there were a lot of uh, swear words uh, flung at my computer uh, as I was watching it. And I wanted to get our cast iron skillet of justice and smacked them both upside the heads um, uh, about that that whole thing. I think I was expecting something worse to happen, to be honest. So (laughs) I was like, oh, this isn't that bad. Something (laughs) could have happened, I think, if uh, Elizabeth hadn't told him uh, Demelza's To go to bed. Something would have happened. What's wrong with him? Oh, yeah. I mean, he was within... Uh, smooching distance yeah. very easily, yep. and he kept his problems. eyes kept dropping to her mouth, and I was, I was thinking, oh God, please don't kiss her because I think I'll throw up. Uh, Your wife <laughs> dropping. <laughs> I think I'll throw up. Um, but uh, yeah, 
that happened. <laughs> yeah, it sure did. And I admit that uh, there there was a part of the conversation where Ross uh, refers to um, Elizabeth. You know, she's, he says, you know, you're a lady. You know, I doubt you could have played the scullery maid. And Demelza is eavesdropping from outside the room. And so Ross doesn't know that she's there. But initially, when I saw the show, I had a visceral reaction to hearing Ross use that term um, with Elizabeth, because you know what, it's, it, it, it echoes it, the the exact the scene earlier with um yeah with Elizabeth's mother. He yeah. basically turns into the person he hates. What and uh, yeah, I mean that was that was uh, so angering that um, you know I was I was ready to string Debbie up by her ankles uh, when. Um, I finished the episode. I was so angry. Um, I've since had the chance to, you know, step back off the bridge and um, had some conversations with more reasoned people. Um, And I uh, understand that, you know, Ross didn't know that that Demelza was standing out there. Um, And so it wasn't as if he was calling her a scullery maid. Um, but doesn't make uh, it okay, but... still it doesn't make it it doesn't make it okay it doesn't make it it doesn't make it right especially when there have been all of these um references to her background um making her uh naive enough to fall sway to the handsome captain mcneil because mm-hmm. of his uh uniform you know, Ross says, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Ross says something, you know, really uh, kind of spiteful about, um, you know, suggesting that, uh, you know, her being a common miners, well, Demelza says uh, her being a common miners daughter uh, who doesn't know any better. Um, and then Ross basically says, well, that's for you to demonstrate. I mean, dude, Really? Dude, then, honestly, yeah, that was that was one of those skillet moments that uh, I, I wish I could have reached through the television kind of and beamed him upside scene. the head. Hmm? I kind of loved that scene. It was so dramatic and angry. <laughs> well, I think it shows Demel's as being pretty she's like, freaking. She's not taking his shit. I love that. I'm like, <laughs> I, yeah, no, I love that about her. With the door, and like it just like banged open she was like yes i'm gonna tell you what did you now. <laughs> you know did you mishap or did you you know did you set aside your manners you know it's like oh snap girl <laughs> well well said well said but then you know he tell just him. gets assy and uh this is also something that they changed them <sighs> though from the books like uh, in the books when he says like just be careful um I think he's talking about Sir Hughes. So this time I, they um, they made the choice to introduce the Captain McNeil much earlier. I think emphasized the bridge that is uh, really uh, between the uh, Demelza and Ross. I don't yeah. know if you guys noticed it. I'm like, oh yeah, I needed him there to make me like something. <laughs> exactly, I needed a bit of pretty. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, oh, pretty um, shiny. It's... <laughs> yeah, he's he's uh, he's hot. <laughs> Yep. We're a fan. I, I am free I am happy to say it's hot. <laughs> yeah, and as long as Ross is being Ross the idiot, I will ship it. I will definitely ship it. <laughs> like literally with anybody. That scene with the cow. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Except Sir Hugh, because come on. Ugh. That was really oh my God. funny. I don't know why I found sexual was so funny. But just <laughs> I think it's she called him worse than her dog, and I was like, "Yes." And then he starts woofing. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was that was. I have to. That was pretty damn funny. That was pretty damn funny. That and but uh, Erwin buying a coat were like the highlights. Oh he was so excited about his coat. Oh my gosh, Erwin, <laughs> you idiot! And so Judd being alive. Oh my gosh, that was actually one of my favorite parts of the book. I, the, the painters kind of start to give me a headache after a while, but um, that was probably one of my favorite parts of the book. Uh, Judd uh, resurrected <laughs> from like from from uh, the grave, reborn. Like this is a Halloween <laughs> episode. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, um, 
Um, and I, I have to say, um, after watching the, the show again, um, when Judd is holding court in the, <laughs> uh, the Kidley and recounting what happened at court, oh my gosh, that was some so genius, genius acting by Phil Davis. Uh, your magnificent horribleness because <laughs> he was referring to the judge. It's, it's just brilliant. He does such a great job with that that character. Um, and Prudy. Prudy was um, amazing in her hat. She was, she was phenomenal. She was phenomenal. I love the, just the, the faint when he comes back through the door. She she doesn't even, like, I think she says, she, she screams and then she faints. I told him, the judge allowed him, he's like, what? <laughs> what? Are you sure? And then the was like, like, well, look, I saw him with my own two eyes. I'm tired. He's <laughs> like, yeah, you talk to me later. So yeah, let let's talk. Let's talk about the um, the pregnancy reveal. Um, there is a great there's a great gift set um, that shows uh, the pregnancy reveal uh, that we had in season one. And the pregnancy reveal that we had in in uh, this last week's episode, uh, side by side, and you can see it's it's really um, it's really amazing. First of all, um, to see just how well uh, both uh, Aiden and Eleanor have done um, in the new reveal to to show just how different their lives are at that particular moment um and you know you you think about it um they were the first time just discovering the love that they had for one another or you know at least ross was admitting that he loved uh, demelza they were both very happy that she was with child um and life was was great you know they struck copper that day so you know they weren't going to be destitute they actually had a, a future ahead of them meanwhile you look at kind of where they are who knows how many years later thank you very much show um <laughs> you know it, it, it they couldn't be at a more opposite place in their lives um you know demelza having overheard the, the conversation between Ross and, and Elizabeth, you know, uncertain about how, his feelings for her um, anymore. Um, the fact that they're near destitute, uh, they've just sold everything that they own um, in order to pay back the interest. Poor Emma. And, <laughs> yeah, poor Emma. And, uh Ross has told her that he doesn't want any more children and she is pregnant. And, you know, what do you, what do you do in that kind of situation? So it's, it's really the difference between day and night. And uh, so it's, it. But don't it worry, is... things are going to get way worse. I know. I know. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that awesome? Oh my God. I mean, we have so I, little to look I, forward to. Yeah. Yeah. I swear, um, you know, if I wasn't, if it wasn't, you know, 10 o'clock in the morning here um, in the States, I would absolutely want to have, you know, at least a couple of shots of bourbon uh, with me when we do the podcast <laughs> uh, from now on, just because it's, it, this is, this is going to be a rough ride uh, for the rest of the season. Except. But I'm looking forward to talking about it. Except for Caroline and Dwight, where. Yes. Yes. So cute. Literally. The oh, sh- He's flirting. She, yeah, and she is so hilarious with her little sly glances and and um, little flirts. Um, I think it's it's um, she's doing a great job at showing kind of how spoiled and privileged Caroline is. Um, and still adorable. Dwight's re- yeah, Dwight's reaction to it, which is 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 very subtle, but she's getting the the hint that. He doesn't appreciate the way that she looks down her nose at um, the situation, you know, the, the class differences that they have uh, in England at that time. And um, so she's learning about that. And he's learning that, 
you know, while she may have uh, gotten him uh, to look at her dog uh, for the first <laughs> time, uh, that she really, she really did have a physical complaint that uh, needed attention. And uh, so, so um, I think that they're... Face for like 20 minutes. I know, I know. Let me... Yeah, here, I'm going to caress your cheek and your chin and... All that Very kind of stuff. Own. Although in the book, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although in the books, I and I can't remember this because again, I was racing through to to get to the pain. Um, <laughs> but um, I seem to recall that that there was more chesticle exposure. <laughs> I don't know. I may be misremembering, but 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 there was there was some uh, additional level of intimacy that Ooh. occurred during. Uh, that, that really scene in yes it would be it would be here uh, your throat hurts i need to look at your chest um <laughs> so so uh yeah i think that the, the the lingering touches on her cheek and and jaw may have been a replacement for uh trying to yeah trying to imply that there's a, a sense of intimacy between them <laughs> i'm i'm really looking forward to to seeing that relationship blossom i am do you guys have any favorite scenes? Favorite scenes. Mine was the oh. argument at the beginning where she's like, "Yeah, you left me there. You're rude." <laughs> and then after Prudy comes in, it's like, "What did you say to her?" And Ross is like, "I don't know." <laughs> so it's like I have no idea. Yes, I have no idea. That's just seems Clueless so man. married. So yes, like, I feel like I've seen that a billion times with other people just like she said something so i did something back um i think for me uh just because i was desperate for any glimmer of of love and friendship between the two of them (laughs) through this episode um the scene where they're walking along talking about what all they um are going to have to sell and you know and garrick is is in front of them and yes and um, Ross asks, you know, how much do you think Garrick would get? <laughs> and they and and they share, you know, they share uh, a, a smile and a laugh, which um, I think was um, really a nice thing to see, given the the dire straits that they were in. Um, and then uh, his his reaction to the soup. <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> His reaction to the soup, I thought that was hysterical. I thought that was hysterical. So those are probably my two favorite scenes, simply because, you know, the two of them actually smiled at each other. Oh, which... that, um, when he said, oh, it was quite straightforward. We just we just pretty much sold everything we own. <laughs> and yeah. then Demel's was like, yep. Yeah, I'm like, yep, that's what we did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh yeah, and gosh. I love the um, the harvest scene. I thought it was a um, really beautiful scene, and mm-hmm. uh, like we said about Francis, uh, oh. to me that scene is the um, it's the culmination of his evolution as a character. Because um, if you compare it to like a uh, series one, the scene uh, after which he was like uh, ruined, and um, Ralphie briefly uh, revisits him and is like uh, siding. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like picking, uh, I don't know if it's like flowers or whatever. And he's like, yeah, you can give me back my dignity, my money. And mm-hmm. if you compare this two scenes, like you yeah. see uh, how much he evolved as a character. Yeah, and he's willing uh, to touch hay now. Like things have gone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, there's that and there's that moment where, you know, after they've they finished the harvest and he's walking up to go get the little bundle of, of uh hay or grain um it was hay. where he's where he stops and just kind of either strokes his chin or kind of touches his forehead and there's a little grin on his face um i, I at that moment um uh Delanda, i think that that was the moment where we saw him at his evolution i also really like the scene where demelza tries to hit like heal the cow but instead of it she's just like okay i'm gonna sell the cow because we need the money which is a bit different we... from the book because she just sticks an onion in the tail yes <laughs> they tie an onion on its tail that actually heals it 
they tied, yes. they tied the onion to the tail and then the tail miraculously I think it split and then it healed and it got back like he had one tail again because yeah. of the onion. Go figure. <laughs> Go figure. Jo- oh gosh. George's boxing lesson. Oh my oh, god. Yes. <laughs> yes. Why haven't we talked about Oh my, oh my god, that was hysterical. <laughs> I also love that, like, there's a preview in the, for, he gets just, like, shoved over in one bush next week. Like, exactly. He try. he's literally trying to learn how to box, but can't get shoved once without falling over. I love yeah. that. Yeah. He's like, I'm not scared of frost takes a gun out <laughs> exactly well i'm fine let me put a gun next to my bed let me take some boxing lessons in my very fancy shoes i wonder how many times they had to film that because that floor looked like it was as slick as ice <laughs> and i'm, I'm wondering if, if they had the to mirror. oh yeah i mean they must have just fallen down two three four times to to try and get that well, I, I think we all know that there is, you know, th- for those of us that read the books, um, there is a, a big fight that, that is uh, going to happen. So the trailer, with, the between week. the Between the two of them, and, you know, they we see some bits of that in the trailer for, mm-hmm. for next week's episode. But um, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to seeing how they, they handle that, because in the book, it's, it's, it's pretty violent. Yeah, very. I mean, Ross basically... <laughs> throws him down a set of stairs so um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you really should have taken the gun with him exactly it's like yeah those little boxing lessons are not going to help you this man is going to pick you up and hurl you like down a set of terrified, stairs right but then when mm-hmm. he sees him he can't help like goading and exactly like, exactly what's your problem it's like george honestly after everything that you did to try and get him hung for you to to think that you can have a conversation with the man not happening yeah also he was just really 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 funny in this episode yep and Demelza, you know, basically hauling Ross away. It's like, yeah, yeah we don't just, have time for Demelza this. just saved your Demelza just saved your butt, George, uh, <laughs> because Ross was about to clean your clock, um, and she was just like, Ross, <laughs> drag, drag, drag. That's loud. <laughs> oh, why gosh. doesn't she do that more often? Just like, Honestly. oh, Elizabeth's here, Ross. Come on, let's go. Oh. Let's get out of here. <laughs> so many problems but uh i i will be very interested in in seeing how things uh progress especially with uh, mcneil creeping around the uh the district you mean saving us from our terrible terrible angst by being just very dreamy yes by being a little bit of pretty on a glum glum day and he's so polite i was like he appreciates her mcneil you should have married her you would have been a better husband <laughs> than Broody McBroodyface. Broody McScar or Scarry McBroodyface. Scarry McBroodyface. <laughs> I feel like that's his. his... Oh, sorry. By the way, oh, he God. still has a perm. That's all I could see. Oh God, the hair! Oh, the hair! It got curlier. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. Although I didn't notice as many problems with continuity. Yeah, because it's terrible. Uh, this time, time around. <laughs> Instead of occasionally being terrible, just all the time. Yeah, it's just bad. Um, no, it's it's pretty it's pretty horrible. But I find that I don't really notice it until I've watched the show. Um, I'm usually in my second or third rewatch. Also, I'm just glad that we... Like, got, the, the, the difference in appearance of Demelza is pretty noticeable as well. She looked really... <laughs> Really disheveled this season compared to. Oh yeah, she was so put together, yeah. and now she's like, "I've given up." <laughs> <laughs> Ross is terrible. <laughs> I haven't combed oh. my hair. Yeah, well, and I think that that is um, something that that stays true to the books because Demelza's usually got a, a pretty 
negative self-esteem when it comes to her and Elizabeth yeah. ever. Um, but when she's pregnant, I wonder where she gets that um, from. She also um, winds up having a fairly negative uh, opinion about her appearance in the books. In the first episode or the first season, when they have the christening with um, uh, for Julia, uh, she makes a comment about you know not being able, you know, barely able to keep her, her tire stays and. And uh, or that she's feeling fit to burst or something along those lines. And, you know, Ruth Trenagloss looking so lovely, blah, 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 that kind of thing. Uh, so I think there is a need. And in the second book uh, or in the second series, um, there's a reference to Demelza feeling like she is um, uh not looking her best in comparison to Elizabeth. So um, I think having her look a little more bedraggled um, is in keeping with the books. Um, I thought particularly both of them looked the worst for wear when they showed up for the Harvest Festival. There's that one image where, you know, they're standing at the other end of the field and uh, there's a close-up of Ross and Demelza and, you know, their clothes are kind of threadbare and and, uh, Demelza looks like she's about ready to faint. Um, so yeah, they're just, they're just just looking pretty bedraggled. Um, and I think that's in keeping with the fact that they're, they probably just show their hairbrushes, most of their clothes. (laughs) It looks like there was nothing left in the house. Exactly. Exactly. We've got some clothes and that's about it. It is kind of bothering me that like everybody always has their hair down though. I'm like... Yeah, because that is not how people would be wearing, how women would be wearing their hair back in that like, time I period. kind of excuse it when they're at home. Mm-hmm. They were at a party, man. Everybody could mm-hmm. see them. The hair was down. What is up with that? <laughs> oh, God. If it continues in season three, I'm going to like, then I'm going to get miffed. Put your hair up. <laughs> I think it does. I mean, the, all of the stills that we've seen uh, coming out of shooting, uh, Demelza's hair is still down. Ugh. Like, okay, yeah, I know. Fair enough with Demelza, but Elizabeth? Really? Elizabeth? She's so concerned about yeah. her appearance. And, uh, you, you rich know, she's girl. All, Put that hair up. She's all poshed up now, so she should be uh, looking a lot like she did in, you know, before Francis lost the, <laughs> lost the business. Um, you know, she was always well coiffed, uh, or quaffed, um, and, uh, she's, should not be running around with her hair down. She's not a girl anymore. Oh my God. Have you seen how big Jeffrey Charles is? I know. I know. It's like, okay, so how many years have gone by? Because Jeffrey Charles right now is a wee lad, uh, who looks like he's maybe four, <laughs> right? maybe four years old. And Which doesn't make the, sense either. Yeah. <laughs> and the new one looks like he's uh, close to 10. So it's like, okay. Yeah, he's 10, I say. Oh, yeah. How and many years have gone by this exactly time? Exactly the same. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, that we should probably talk about casting. Yeah, we have had a lot of casting news um, uh, this uh, last week. Um, actually, last couple weeks. Um, I had a chance to go to the Poldart website and uh, gathered some information on uh, some of our new cast. We have uh, Morwenna Chenoweth, who is uh, in season three. She's played by Elise Chappelle. Um, Sam Karn, who is the elder brother of, uh, or, or, or the eldest brother um that uh of Demelza uh, is played by Tom York uh Drake Karn uh the young he's the youngest uh is played by Harry Richardson and the I think the biggest piece of casting news was uh learning who Come was on. going to play <laughs> Hugh Armitage 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 I, I don't know how to pronounce his name. I just okay. usually refer to him as the bastard. Um, uh, <laughs> Hi, wait, <laughs> um, no, I'm wait. not going to say. Not going to say. 
Um, and he's played by uh, Josh Whitehouse. And uh, apparently they've already filmed a number of scenes between um, uh, that that come up in season three. I am not going to talk about it because um, uh, I will. Uh, yeah, you can. Yeah, they're online. Go ahead. You can look them up if you want to. <laughs> um, um, uh, I was kind of like one thing I wanted was one of the brothers to be Ginger. <laughs> I did too. Like, I, I did too. Especially Sam, who's supposed. No wait, Drake. Drake's supposed Drake. to look like her. Yes, uh, very much. And, yeah, you know who I, I was wanting them to cast? Um, Eleanor Tomlinson's brother, Ross. Yes, Ross. As as Drake Karn because that would have been perfect. Literally, would have been, and he's an actor. Why aren't you hiring? Uh-huh. Him? Uh, I know it would have been perfect, but you maybe know. he's not interested. Yeah. yeah, they don't they don't listen to me. So, <laughs> oh, you would well, have got a ginger. Yeah, but oh. yeah, he should have been he should have been ginger. He should have been ginger. Also, I saw a photo of um, Jeremy. Online. Yes. Oh god. Well, I'm thinking that. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking that that we're gonna see a jump in time between uh, of two, if not three years, uh, between uh, the end of season two and the start of season three, um, which doesn't really make sense. <laughs> no. Again. Uh, because of the timeline um, and the things that happen um, that are, that are coming up. Just gonna up. let it go. We just decided it's fine. <laughs> Don't think about it. Just let it go. Just let it go. Let it go. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, the way that they're casting the kids for uh, series three, it's clear that there's going to be some kind of time jump. Uh, that we get to look forward to. Um, but I did see, and I don't know if you guys had had a chance to see them yet, uh, there's a website, the Far, Far Away website, that has all yep. of these crazy, awesome, um, high-definition uh, stills. Yeah, I love that. Um, yeah. And uh, they have the some... Reasons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they have some from episode four that show uh, Ross and Demelza at a uh, baptismal font holding baby Jeremy. baby Jeremy. Jeremy and uh oh my god it just made me melt just Ross's made me melt. <laughs> Ross's face just made me melt which um, is weird cuz he's so like anti Jeremy <laughs> I know I know well, well not anti Jeremy no, but he's know. just you know ambivalent there to Jeremy to mm-hmm. hear children, I think, right now. It's too yeah. painful, too soon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mom, in season one, he literally only holds Julia twice. When she's born <laughs> and when she dies. <laughs> he has zero relationship with her. So his angst about it is like, oh, come on, dude. Oh, I know. I know. It just um, seems really contrived. Especially yeah, when, I... You know, and... Every time um, you see Demelza near the bed, I'm like, oh, heartbreaking. Yeah. And every time Ross says anything, I'm like, dude, get over it. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Well, you know, we should we should probably we should probably cut the guy a little slack. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. You know yeah. when? <laughs> yeah, because you know if you think about it, and actually, I had uh, someone comment on a post that I'd made. Um, about the um, that gift set that I was talking about, um, one of uh, my pals on here, uh, Con Sandy, had said, um, "I think the viewers might be forgetting just how much pain and trauma there is in losing a child so unexpectedly. This yeah. is why Ross is off as nut. Uh, men have a tendency to stuff it all down, and then it explodes in terribly destructive ways." Um, you know, and that's a, that's a really great uh, piece of insight uh, when we think about what must be going on within uh, Ross's mind uh, at this time. And uh, a lot know, of marriages all... suffer after these. Absolutely. As well, so it all makes complete sense. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then when you couple that with the fact that um, he is basically destitute. 
Um, yeah. You know, the only thing that he has is, you know, the house, the, the shares in the mine and um, the land. And even both the house and the land are mortgaged. Um, you know, he doesn't have um, a mean, lot to be able to give. For mm-hmm. a child. Like, mm-hmm. they can't afford one. But at the same yes. time, it's not you know, helpful to your kind of distraught wife to yeah. point that out. She needs yeah. support. Yes, she does. Hopefully he will give it um, over the course of the, the next uh, little bit. Um, I'm, I'm keeping my fingers crossed, but since I've read the book, I already know what's going to happen. Well, she's already yelling at him in the preview, so I know. Yes. <laughs> I feel so like that might be that... a theme. Demelza yes, yells. Demelza... <laughs> Russ does something stupid. Yeah, there's there's a lot of yelling going on this season. I live for it. It's really, really, really well acted. Oh my gosh! Yeah, the the acting has been superb. Um, has just been superb, and um, it's great to see um, Aiden and Eleanor and and Haida and and. Um, Jack and Kyle, uh, Kyle, oh, Kyle. Um, really uh, being able to explore the the characters' emotions and 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 um, Just yeah, amidst the yeah yeah <laughs> you know amidst the glorious backdrop that is Cornwall, um, you know it is an hour of television that is a delight to watch, yeah. even it, when it, you it, want it, to no hurl something at the screen. Like- that was a really good hour. Like I was yes. entertained. Yes. Feeling the feeling. And a lot yeah, and a lot happening within an hour. Um and you want more. <laughs> when yeah. it ends you're like, No um, I'm always like it, really surprised. Yet. Like I'm like, Oh my god, there's another hour this really? week. Like <laughs> it's been eighteen months of like Well oh yeah. God, we get more. We get more. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, do we have any idea when season three is going to air? I mean, you know, not to not to sound greedy or anything like that, but uh, you know, um, it sounds like they've uh, got I, a production schedule now. So that because it started season two filming started almost exactly the same time last year. Okay, so okay. probably would, September of next year, I would say. Yeah. Okay. Which is still okay. far away, but like, don't worry about oh. it. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, We need to savor. And actually, here in the States, um, it is just going to get started next Sunday, the 25th, um, when Masterpiece Masterpiece airs the first two episodes back-to-back on your local PBS station. So if you're looking to find it, uh, check out your, your local PBS us, station. Really yeah, yeah, you need to just turn this off and and walk away. Um, <laughs> uh, unless you you like spoilers, and then if so, pull up a chair and uh, 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 keep up with us. Um, but um, they're they're also doing in in some locations uh, special screenings of the first uh, hour of the oh, show, um, and uh, so I'll be heading to that. At, on Thursday um, at the local um, KCTS, which is the, the local PBS station in Seattle. Um, and I'm going to meet up with, yeah, I got to meet up with a couple of folks uh, from the Tumblr and Twitterverse. Uh, so that'll be fun. And um, nice. I'll, yeah. So I'll obviously be probably posting pictures and, and silly stuff on, on Tumblr and, and Twitter. Wear a tricone that. hat. So. Do it. <laughs> Gosh, if I could, if I could find one to fit over my fro, I would. Um, Just get like a mini but, uh, one, like clip it in. A little, oh, oh, wouldn't that be cute? That would be adorable. Oh my god, that would be really adorable. Hmm. Um, I may have to, I may have to go hit a costume store. That could be fun. Yeah. Um, that that sounds fun because the show is so epic. You get to watch it on a big screen. Or yes. A wide shot. Yes. A real shot. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Really looking forward to it. Oh, I can't wait, can't wait. When is that? It'll be fun. Is that on what, the day it airs? Um, the preview is on Thursday, so two days from now. Um, and uh, the show, the first That's two Sunday. hours of, of uh, season two, will be this Sunday. Um, nine o'clock 
um, Watch it. both Eastern and uh, Pacific. So check online uh, for your local PBS station uh, to find the times that it will be airing in your location. Uh, it is brilliant. Yeah, masterpiece classic. That's actually the way that I discovered uh, Poldark was... Um, yeah. Uh, because I, it just popped up on my TiVo, um, and so uh, I, I swear by Masterpiece Classic to bring me awesome period uh, drama um, it, it, whenever they have stuff right, available. I think they cover, they cover absolutely a lot of the, of the show. They def- they're absolutely absolutely yeah absolutely Everybody absolutely shut out <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. And a shout out to the food stylist. I don't know if you guys um Oh my gosh for a program. Oh yeah. It was, uh, it was really interesting. It really gave us an insight um to how they make those uh, gorgeous feasts. So um mm-hmm. check it out if you guys haven't. BBC four food program. Mm-hmm. 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 Ooh, and I, Absolutely I that was great. The florist on on um Instagram. Mm. Oh I thought yeah. um that he did a lot of work for the Harvest Festival. Lots oh yeah, you bet. It was really good. <laughs> yeah, it was, everything was beautiful. I mean, uh, the you know the not only the the harvest festival dinner at Trenwith, but the the party that uh, the Penvenans had. You know, everything was absolutely perfect. Um, I love the contrast they really... between those two. It was like, it... yeah, <laughs> it was so perfect. Yes. I love that Pen- the Penvenans are always partying. Get it, Penvenans? Oh yes, oh yes, they like a party. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and um, Caroline had that little heart on her cheek. Yeah. Yeah, that was so cool. cute. Was like, oh. Yes, her little, her little so patch. Pretty. Her little patch. So adorable. I can't wait to see more of them. All right. Yeah. <laughs> and more of Horace, because Horace is um, so adorable. Horace and Garrick to meet. <laughs> when do we get more Caroline DeMelza soon? I don't know. It's gonna have to happen sometime soon. Right? I'm just um, like I'm watching each one going, Okay, but can they meet like Elizabeth and Demelza have like four scenes in episode? <laughs> yeah, I think it's sometime soon because there is an event that uh Caroline is involved in that um Thanks. has a direct impact on the uh Poldarks of Nampara. Mm-hmm. Um and that should be coming up pretty soon. I, I'm not. I, I don't think I'm going to be ready for the rest of this season. I think. Mm. I think the rest of this season is going to need to be, um, you know, Sundays. I'm, I'm watching the show, and I'm just going to have, have to be in a dark room, tea quiet. Before, have a bubble bath, relax. <laughs> oh no, honey. Calm space. Oh no, honey. I'm I'm making my Ross cocktail uh, <laughs> that uh, um, I came up with for the pole dark party uh, group. Uh, when they were talking about uh, uh, putting together cocktails for each of the characters. Is it like 10 parts brandy? (laughs) (laughs) It's actually uh, a couple of shots of bourbon uh, over ice, um, uh, like a squeeze of honey, that's Demelza. And um, I throw in a um, uh, brandy cherry, just for fun. (laughs) I mean... (laughs) Yeah, I think so. Just start that... drinking vodka straight from the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> just give up. <laughs> We're at rock bottom. Just... Don't make it fancy. Just give me, just give me the booze. <laughs> yes. Just give me the booze. Give me a lot the of booze. effort. Like you need it, like injected, injected into your bloodstream. <laughs> oh, I've back. I've got the bottles of bourbon right next to me on my desk. <laughs> yeah. So everybody, say bye. 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 Thank you. Bye. And uh, yeah. tune back in next week. Yep, next I'm sure we'll have a lot it. more to say. It's after midnight and she's on your phone. Saying come over cause she's all alone. I could tell it was your ex by your tongue. Why is she calling now?